I don't have many phobias, but one of them is listening to other people's phone conversations. Being yeah. trapped in a room with someone else speaking on a phone. It's just terrible. I don't know why it just makes my insides crawl. Can you understand that or is that just completely baffling to you? It's a sense of you don't want to intrude and maybe overhear yeah. someone else's conversation. Even if it's the most mundane call to customer service, like I can't bear to listen to that conversation. <laughs> is it because you... I mean, because I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> yeah. But I just project that hatred into the person who's talking. Mm-hmm. That could be it, yeah. It sucks to be you. Every day is a struggle. <laughs> seven Days to Play! Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And for the past seven days, I had... What was that? <laughs> and for the past... That was a little bit too curvy. (laughs) And for the past seven days, I have challenged Edwin to play Kingdom Rush Vengeance. Vengeance. It is a tower defense game from the good people at Ironhide Studios. Now, I really thought their logo was a flaming turd. Turtle. 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 Upon second view, it is a turtle, not a turtle. It's like a robotic armored turtle. Well, well first impressions. Right, very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great impression, right? It's a little block of flaming something for you to start your adventures. But before we get to second impressions, mm. A-S-T-I-S-G-G. Oh, my favorite segment. <laughs> it is. Asking Sam things I should just Google. Oh, because this means you have to do research. Right. right. Yeah. Or hopefully I'm just so well... Oh yeah, you're ingrained. Yeah, I'm plugged in. Plugged into the world of gaming and games. Sam, why are gamers mad at Battlefield 5? Ah. And also, what is Battlefield 5? Battlefield 5 is the latest of the Battlefield series, which usually consists of really massive multiplayer battles. So really massive, meaning like up to 32 players can play in one game. This is obviously before PUBG became a thing and where you had 100 people, right? So the biggest crowds you were able to get in like a single match was about 32 people. I think at one point they went up to 64. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it was a pretty good number. So the thing about Battlefield is that you have different classes. Um, So it would range from... Much like the UK, it's a class-based society. (laughs) You have your peasants (laughs) and you have your royals and you have your untouchables. No, um... It was like you'd be a medic, you'd be a sniper, you'd be a ranger, you'd be a bomb bombardier, this the uh, demolitions guy, right? And the demolition man, if you will. Yeah, and they ranged from you know different versions. So one with them, one was of them was like Sylvester. Was it Sylvester Stallone or was it Wesley Snipes who was the demolition man? Wesley hmm? Snipes is a demolition man, but he mm. wasn't. Oh wait, you, Sylvester Stallone is the demolition man, but Wesley Snipes was also in the movie. Right, he was Simon like, Phoenix. Yeah, my, oh, he was. I suddenly realized I had no idea whether the good guy or the bad guy was the titular demolition man. I believe he and what was did demolish? the city. Because hmm. in order to get the person, you got to demolish a city. That's what I call Superman. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, so I'm so sorry. Carry on. So Battlefield previously had different versions. There was Battlefield, I think, 1942, which was like a World War One style. So it all was like the classes. World War Two, but okay. World War Two, yeah. right. Whatever dates it will happened. And then there was Battlefield 2142, where it was the future, where you had like future weapons. So people really liked that version as well. Um, So Battlefield, like, there's like, I think there's like 16 games of them in total or something like that. Crank them out. Right. And they've, you know, they've done the part where like, okay, let's start over. It's Battlefield 1 now, right? After 16 different versions of it. So now they're on the fifth iteration, 
Battlefield oh, Five. I, I believe they returned to World War Two. That might be the thing. Don't quote me. It might be World War One. World. I think it's World War Two. And the reason why people are so angry is because the main trailer for this thing featured uh, a woman. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, and she was, you know, being a badass, kicking ass, taking names, shooting guns. Uh, and, you know, there were comments like, oh, looks like EA finally got rid of factual accuracy in order to make a top selling game. <laughs> and that's my, that's my that's stupid gamer voice. Uh, <laughs> and oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous, right? It's just an absolutely ridiculous claim to a fictional game that's <laughs> right. based on fictional accounts in history. Well, the war actually did happen, but come on. Oh, in a way, I'm sad I asked. Right. <laughs> in a way, I'm sad that I know this. <laughs> yeah, no one comes out well in this situation. Right. Game exists, people are angry. What else is new? Yeah. Well, that covers pretty much every single new, new news <laughs> segment we ever had on this show. Yeah. <laughs> a game just came out. Are people angry? Check, check. Let's move on. <laughs> Back to Kingdom Rush Vengeance. It is the fourth. Kingdom I believe it Rush is the game. fourth Kingdom Rush games from Ironhide. Uh, very, and you played the others. I've played two. Okay, maybe two of the others. I think I played Origins, Kingdom Rush Origins, and the original Kingdom Rush. Okay, so I am coming brand new, of course, to this because I don't know what games are. So it'll be interesting to see our respective uh, experiences with this because it felt certainly me coming to it. There was a lot of expect. Mm, the expectation was you kind of knew what was going on. There wasn't much hand holding. Yeah, it's it's strange because in this version of the game, um, the you are now playing as the bad guys. Mm, you are getting vengeance on the other three games, right? So in that aspect, I feel maybe it could be confusing. I'm Veznan. You are Veznan. Veznan. I think everything else is pretty similar, though. Like, it is a pretty straightforward uh, tower defense game where you have to set up these little posts of things that kill people as they walk along a path. Yeah, I guess I was surprised because there is no tower to defend. There's merely a gateway where the enemies go, and it's the towers you put up that actually defeat the enemy. Like, there's a finish line. You need to just don't let the enemies get to the finish line. But no tower. But you can place towers of your own. And I guess that is what they mean by tower defense. Like, you are making a defense with towers rather than... Oh, I thought you were defending the tower. Rather than defending the tower. Oh. Yeah. Defend with towers. So, I can see... (laughs) Oh, I see. Not defending the tower. I can see how that, that term was a little confusing. Yeah. And having played Clash Royale, where you are literally defending a tower... Right. So if you played Clash Royale first, yeah, which I did, and like, where, kind of understand that that is a tower defense game, but it's not really a tower defense game. Hmm. You're defending your tower game. <laughs> You're defending your bases game. <laughs> I think tower defense is more more along the lines uh, of this game, which oh, is okay. there's a set path. You can oh, set up towers within that path, mm. and each tower has a certain range uh, that can affect. The people that are walking by. Right. And you have to choose wisely on the combination of things. Use your towers um, to defend. Yeah. Mm, exactly. Okay. How were, what were your thoughts of this game, Edwin? This is your first tower defense game? Yeah. Uh, coming from Clash Royale, I felt pretty much at home. It has a similar visual style. 
that you're instantly like, oh, I see. It's one of those games. It's got some elements of chance where you can get power-ups. You have some strategy about what cards you have in your deck or what towers you have in your circle of tower selectors. In circle of fire. In circle of fire. Circle of towers. <laughs> That's the hidden George Michael track. Elton John. I suppose you also have that, like, the, the big heavyweight defense, which they call a hero, and you can, and yep. they also have different abilities. So the whole thing is just balancing out your your army, I suppose, as a, or your defenses. They're like, oh, make sure there's enough air coverage, make sure there's enough ground coverage, make sure they can deal with magic, make sure they can deal with something else, just like really heavy, slow-moving targets and stuff like that. So Right. Um, and so... It comes down to like the tactics of like kind of knowing what your enemies are, right? It's usually a safe bet to try and have a variety of different defenses because, you know, <laughs> like one defense will just focus on your all around attack, which is good, but it's not going to be strong enough to, to get either the really fast moving guys or the really heavily armored guys. Having said that, I would actually just like for, for, for funsies, just to try and playing level, just just using archers just right. to have like a bazillion archery towers set you up. You can, and people do. It's just oh, that, wow. yeah, it's not going to be that effective and you're going to have to spend a lot more money. Oh, I want to try that. Um, <laughs> but like, I think for me, what really sets this series off uh, differently uh, from other series that do tower defense is the hero system, which is kind of cool. It gives you like this nice little ability to actually move around a character and and kick ass, right? Yeah, so that was something I quite liked because I think with with Clash Royale you get your the three towers and they're just there and that's yep. it and that's all you can pretty much do. But there is an element of mobility with your hero in in uh, Vengeance. You then by default they are near the finish line. Yes, but you can move them around. Yes, can you move them anywhere? Or you can move them anywhere in the map. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I think I didn't use that tactic much. I kind of used it, oh, when there was two exits. I think it was like an exit from the map. Don't let them get to the exit. Yeah, that's pretty much it. They come in waves, so when they go on the left, make sure your hero's on the left, you're on the right, hero's on the right. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I didn't really experiment with moving my hero around that much. Yeah, I kept them in action at all times. And if it was getting a little bit too hot for him, I'd move him away before he died. <laughs> but the cool thing is, like, he levels up, right? You can add different items to him. You can buy different stuff for him, uh, which kind of plays in along the lines of, like, what modern MOBA games do. You kind of level up the character, you buy better items for them, and they perform better. Uh, so I thought that was a, uh, a really good touch. What was your favorite hero? I think my favorite was Varuk, the good old reliable first hero that comes up. Yeah. Mainly because I could just like throw him into the mix, into anything, and he kind of survives that. But he's quite slow to move, though, so you need to plan ahead when you need them to be somewhere else. Right. What was yours? So I managed to unlock two additional heroes. Got to search for the hero in Star Yourself. I managed to unlock (laughs) Azra. Uh, who's trained in the dark arts. The rogue ninja. Rogue ninja. Is that a game studio? And then uh, I also unlocked Olok, the dark arts trained demon. Sounds like a Swedish developer. <laughs> Anders Olok. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sam, did... Because something I was confused about is, in addition to 
selecting which towers you the the five four or five towers and selecting your hero you also have three like in-game spells yes or actions you can take that will last for a certain amount of time and i was very confused as to how they got set right but now that i'm looking a little closer at this heroes page Mm -hmm. they also have little cards along the right hand side yep I don't understand. I don't really understand. Oh, so along the right hand <laughs> side, those are kind of like passive uh, skills that your heroes will have. Um, your heroes, I think, by default, usually has like one active spells that they can activate, right? For Azra, it's like that shadow dance, right? They can teleport, and you can like enable that mm. during the game. But along the side, you'll have about five passive abilities that the heroes will use. Oh, I see. And then one of them is a thing you can actually play in game. Uh, no, the one highlighted at the end in purple. Yeah, because this is, becomes something you can play in game, right? Because if you've got Veruk, you can have the little spear throwing goblins. Oh, that is confusing. If you're Azra, you get and I, yeah, oh, okay, okay, good. I thought I was just because my experience is you always have the shooty big green goo from the sky. Yep. You always have the little spear throwing horny horny boys horny boys and then you get a third one which now i see is associated with your hero yeah and it's the one the last ability they have that has a little purple frame around it there are different innate abilities that you can use outside of the heroes though right (laughs) that you can swap out so there's lots going on here. There is a I lot think. going on. And you get little swirly coins, which I have no idea how you get. Apparently, I have two swirly coins <laughs> I can spend right now, but I, I think, don't know where they come from. I think that you get as you level up. There is a lot going on. There is a lot going on. There are, but I, f- I feel like they've organized it pretty well. It's not yes. a mishmash of buttons all up in your face. Even as someone completely new to this, it didn't ever feel too bonkers. Right. In, even though there is, you know, gems and stars and swirly coins, as a first first play, they do a good job of hiding that complexity from you. And then, as you become more experienced, you can then go deeper and kind of truly understand the game a little bit more. The presentation is really well done. Like it's they done they did a really good job of not only you know introducing new players to what tower defense is, but also like skills and the level ups and yeah that must be a hard upgrades. yeah that must be a hard thing to balance of especially if they have three games in their pocket already right knowing that they're going to be appealing to their existing audience but they're also trying to pull in new people and get yeah. that balance between and i think that was the thing with this one um with the previous game i think it was kingdom rush frontiers i didn't really feel that I was playing something different versus Kingdom Rush Frontiers versus Kingdom Rush Hour. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Chan. Jackie right? Chan. Um, and so like... He'd be a good hero. <laughs> he would be a good hero. <laughs> Except he'd be such a passive fighter. <laughs> you get rated on each of your performances yes. out of three stars. <laughs> and I know you. So did you have to get three stars for every level? Yes. <laughs> Which I know sometimes can frustrate you because you have this feeling of you must be perfect at every turn. I don't know where you get that from. <laughs> yeah, did that detract from your enjoyment? I think n- in the earlier levels uh, and what I've played so far, not really. Because I would just give him my 
<laughs> and it would usually just get three stars in the first try. And how many levels or which level are you on? They don't actually number them for you. Yeah. So you're going to have to count them. But I'm on Dragon's Boneyard. I am on... I'm I'm still very early on. Okay. I am in Corridors of the Old City, which is the third part of the map. So you're on the third. I'm on the 11th. 11th battle. Very nice. Mm. So all over here in Ice World or the, the North. I'm fighting the King of the North. I'm expecting Jon Snow to come out. <laughs> And turns out he knows nothing, Jon Snow. Mm, I was just going to give away a spoiler, but then I decided not to. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to the three by threes. Let's get to the three by threes. First good point, Edwin. This is a fun game. Well done, Sam. You finally chosen a game I enjoyed. <laughs> wow, I'm surprised. Not that it's a contest, but, you know, um, <laughs> it definitely reminded me of Clash Royale, mm. which I played a bunch and then kind of burnt out on. Didn't the style also kind of remind you of SteamWorld Heist in a way? The, the art style? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, you're right. I think, I mean, not the gameplay at all. Yeah. So I suppose my, that's why my mind didn't make that connection. But yeah, it sort of has this kind of cartoony... Little nice chunkiness about it. Yeah. But nice fit and finish. Yes, you can definitely tell this is like a very well polished game. I can't quite describe how or why. But just from the beginning you know these people know what they're doing yeah they've this is not their first rodeo yeah all the transitions are really smooth i think the art style fits it really well like this is the first company that i i saw that does tower defense in this art style meaning like everything is kind of nicely outlined and has like a three-point shading on it i hate two-point shading Three points, nice. <laughs> Three points, nice, because it gets the highlights. But like <laughs> other companies try to emulate this, and it just ends up looking either too cartoony or like really gel-like, and it doesn't really work. And I think these guys definitely know the balance of it, uh, and it just works for them. It's it's kind of messy and neat at the same time. Yes, yeah, that's a really good description of it. It is messy and neat. Second good point. I really like the little interstitials in between the levels, where it gives you a little bit of the story. I felt, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like <laughs> there was just enough to get you going, right? Like in the beginning, it, it, you can just skip through all of it really quickly, or you can take your time and actually see each panel as Guess it plays out. You skip through. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think having those little things really makes it. Because in the beginning, like I was, why is this called vengeance? And then it tells you your control of the bad guy. Oh, right? yes. And you're like, aha. Uh, Who uh-huh. presumably you defeated in the previous game. Right. So now you understand his motivation. Yeah. Mm. Why, am I, why, why am I doing this? Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, another good point. I think the, the animations and the sound effects are just well done. Like, I can have a podcast playing in the background or music playing and still play this, and it really wouldn't interrupt it. Like, the sound effects weren't obnoxiously loud or clanky or disturbing. It was actually just nice and pleasant, right? And so they, they definitely kept a really good balance in terms of keeping things interesting, fun, and playable at the same time. Another good point, Edwin. I like that you get the option of different difficulty levels, which I think works really well in SteamWorld Heist. And it, of course, it works really well here. I had the cojones to choose normal. Oh, boy. Because I'm like, oh, I'm a professional games reviewer. Uh Got to level three, but couldn't get past level three, which I think is the one you're on. I see. With uh, normal. With normal. And then 
feeling suitably chastened, I took it down to casual. In casual. Yes. Uh, so that was a learning experience for me. You know, I'm I'm as only at casual level. I think that is is my level for right now. Right. But I like that I now can go back in future. Who mm. knows? Yeah. And play it on the more difficult levels. Um, yeah, you just, do. Just smart. That's a smart little choice. Yeah, you do have to keep your fingers busy. That would be my my tip. Is whenever you get a chance to upgrade or add a new tower, do it. Whenever you get to use a spell, just do it. You know, just you know, use all the spells all the time because it has actually a fairly short cooldown. So just keep mashing those buttons, hitting that like sub- like and subscribe button, smash that notification bell. The word cooldown shouldn't it be warm up? <laughs> let's not get into this <laughs> I heard it discuss- yeah to bring some background reading on this they were talking about oh you can you know this will this will quicken your cooldown period mm. then I'm like wait what should- that's true yeah. you should be warm up because you're getting ready to you're getting ready to do something yeah rather than stopping doing something anyway anyway you know uh, that just tripped me up as a not professional gamer but yes the, base, the the amount of time it takes before you can use that thing again. Right. It should be a warm up. But yeah, it's <laughs> now you got me all thinking about this. So with that, on to the bad points. Enemies come in waves, which I think is pretty much standard for these tower defense games. Yes. And the first level, oh, you have five hordes. Mm, you know, okay, cool. That's fun. You know, you can get through that in about five minutes. Second level, oh, there's 10. Okay. So, so you know, it's a little bit longer. Okay. All right. All right. I can deal with this. Uh, next level, 12, level after that, 15, and now every single level I play, there's 15 waves of enemies, mm. which is a long time. It is a lot, yeah. Which, it took me more than one commute to finish a game. Oh boy. Because I got on the train, managed to get a seat, so I'm like, hurrah, this is perfect Kingdom Rush Vengeance opportunity. Kingdom Rush Hour Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Uh, yeah, it's about a 20, 25 minute subway, subway ride. Didn't finish it. Huh. And so, that was the other thing is, there's no explicit save button. Yeah. Which makes me nervous. I don't think I ever lost a game, but I would always, uh, you know, just, just out of sheer habit, just like put on the options menu, because that felt like if I had the options menu open, that would save it. Um rather than just quitting out or, or shutting down the phone. Or not shutting down, but just, just you know, putting the phone in my pocket. So, yeah, the game's like a long time. I wish there was a speed fire round or, a, you know, you could wake and say, hey, I just want to play a super quick round um, in a way that, you know, Clash Royale is that perfect, like, three minutes. That little like buzz of dopamine to play a three minute match and you're done. Yeah. Whereas here you're like, oh boy, I've got like twenty minutes. And I'm just noticing this, and there isn't a way to speed things up. No, you can summon the next wave early once right. the previous wave has finished, and that will earn you some gold coins. But they don't walk any faster. Normally, in a lot of these games these days, they do have a speed up option. Meaning, speed like, run. yeah, because everything is being done mathematically, right? Uh, it's not actually happening so that when this particle hits this particle, that's when the other they get happens. hurts, right? It's all being done with the maths. <laughs> yeah. So technically you can speed it up and you can just see how it simulates out, right? Uh, but this doesn't seem to have it for some reason. 
and and other uh, and other things. Like that's where I found it really useful. We're like, okay, I have everything set up. Yeah, let's just see how it plays. Come out, right? bro. Yeah, but what I guess I guess yeah. the other part of that is like, if that doesn't happen, uh, then it kind of misses the point, right? It kind of misses the point of you having playing it, right? Like you're all you have to do then is just like set it up. Yeah, yeah. I think that was as a first timer to this. Whereas with Clash Royale, you're just playing cards all the time. Right. Here, there's like a little bit of construction and setup, and then there's a little bit of playing, and then there's a little bit of construction and setup, and then there's a little bit of playing, which, I mean, is fun, but I just hadn't quite realized that was like the nature of the thing. And yeah, this, the levels just take too long. Yeah, I, I, I definitely share that sentiment. Like, it took me one day to play one level, and after that, I was kind of spent. Right. right. Um, not that it took me an entire day to play it. It's like no you know, one session a day and then I'd be spent. Um, and on top of that, like sometimes you'd play things over because you didn't get the three stars. You didn't get the three stars <laughs> or like, oh, I didn't realize the enemies were coming from that direction as well. Right. And so all of my sneaky. defenses were set up on this side. They're pretty, pretty dank sneaky, these enemies. Yeah. yeah. Come from all angles. Um, but yeah, so it did take a long time and I wish there was some way it was shorter, but I think, I don't think you get the full gaming feel of a tower defense game if it was short. Yeah. Yeah. Is that just the nature of it? Yeah. Could you have difficult? Yeah. Like what would the, how would you change? How would you make it quicker? You would have to have fewer enemies, but they deal more damage. So you would have to have more power. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, just weird. Yeah. That's why I feel like, you know, a speed up session, like a boost, maybe, might yeah, work. But, if you're feeling good about it. Yeah. Yeah. Another bad point, Sam. Um, it did feel repetitive. Yeah. After you played a couple of levels, it did feel, especially for me, like I'm coming to this game the third time now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and while they made some improvements, like, you know, the heroes have a different skill tree or like you actually have a skill tree to like update like these different things, more variations in towers. Um, it's still sort of the same tower defense game. Um, and to play that level by level by level, um, it does feel it can get a bit repetitive. If you like the genre, then this is a great one to play it on. But even then, it can still be repetitive. Yeah, I felt the same it was fun, but I can't play this too much. And especially with the the weight of knowing, oh, it's going to be a 25-minute game. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I think one way they tried to keep it interesting was to have a whole bunch of different kind of enemies. Mm. It felt like every level you would have another four or five enemies introduced. And I'm, you know, on level 11, and there are still more new enemies coming along. Which I... Th- think would be done to make it feel fresh and new and oh we've got to keep learning but actually it's kind of overwhelming and you i still don't really know the difference or have a deep understanding of what these enemies are and how to counteract them Mm. i feel like oh well i'll just put some more towers up yeah i wish they did something else with the map instead of just having more enemy types Mm. like if they did something creative of the map where you know, something where it actually changes or like shifts around, mm, right? Like, because yeah. like puzzle games, they introduce elements, right? It gets you used to them, uh, and then they stop continuing to introduce elements, but they they change the setting, 
right? So that you use the same elements in like different ways and like ways that make sense. So, like, yeah, I think it, on a couple of levels they've tried to do that. Like a ship turns up in one of them, mm. so they tried to mix it up a little bit, but just a lot of enemies. Yeah, and it's fiddly to learn them. I don't really understand the difference, and I still don't quite understand what my towers are good at versus all these on like a uh, more deeper level. Yeah, other than one goes up in the air, one goes on the land. So. A way that certain games tend to fix this is by introducing the old, you know, paper, rock, scissor model, right? Like water will beat fire and then fire will beat earth and earth will beat water, right? And sort of like sets up those elements. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of gauge on like, okay, if this is going to be a water enemy, I need to set up fire towers or something like that, right? Yeah. And I don't think they kind of did this with with this tower Mm. defense. Usually you get a sense of like what those things are. Like if it's a fast creature, like I need to use slow, right? But then that's color coordinated in some way, right? Yes. Um, and I don't think they've done enough of that. I don't know if it needs it, but like, I think I think I know what you're saying is like, it just seems like an endless iteration of enemies if it doesn't have some sort of system to base it off, right? And how to counteract them. Yeah, and you don't feel smart as the emperor of war so no oh i see vaznan oh right i'm literally vaznan with my cape yeah you don't feel like a super smart evil genius to be able to say oh i see you armored polar bears i must use magic against you right i have one more nitpick okay the ui to move the hero you need to tap tap the hero you then whenever you tap an enemy you get a little pop-up on the bottom of the screen telling you some stats about them Unfortunately, the map extends under the UI, and so often I wanted to move my character to the edge of that map, mm. yet I couldn't because now the little pop-up window covers the bottom area. Your bottom area. Yeah. Um, did you know that you can zoom in? I thought I could zoom in a little bit. I didn't know how yeah. much of a zoom I could do, but that's... But usually that could cover... Yeah, maybe I didn't zoom in enough. I mean, it does. the tap does go through. Yeah. But it, in the in the heat of battle, it's a little bit pesky. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, the other thing is you can tap on the guy by clicking his portrait. That is also nice. Yeah, that's also helpful. Yeah. Um, and definitely more trickier when you have an iPhone X or an XS oh. or 10S. Sorry. Because you've got no borders. Because you have the little, you know, dismiss or quit or home bar at the bottom. And sometimes if you if you tap it and your hand slips a little bit, then it closes out the the game entirely. Touch drift. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of touch drift on my thumb. Final seven day rating, Sam. Uh I really like this game, but even if I really liked it, I just didn't get a lot of opportunities to play with it, mainly because the levels took too long. Yep. And me revisiting this game for the third time in a row gave me a little bit of fatigue. Mm-hmm. I still okay. like it, though. I'm going to continue on, but my final day rating is four days. More like Kingdom Walk Vengeance. <laughs> Kingdom Yawn. No, it's not a <laughs> yawn. <laughs> Mine was a six days. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep, I liked it. It's it, very surprising. Remi- really? Really? Yeah, I thought you would not like this game. No, I'm, I'm down. Reminds me of Clash Royale, but because he's not against another person, I don't feel as stressed for sure. About, about yeah. playing it. Well, that was Kingdom Rush Vengeance. Kingdom Rush Vengeance. Edwin, what game should I play for the next seven days? We have mentioned this game in passing before, but I've been playing it a little bit more recently. 
So, surprise, Sam. You have seven days to play Wall Kickers. Wall Kickers. Wall Kickers. Two words. Wall Kickers. Wall. Space. Kickers. Oh, they've written a nice little little poem for us. <laughs> Starting from the bottom, then jumping to the wall, deftly dodging, swiftly scaling, trying not to fall. Backflipping will launch you back and spin you round and round. But don't miss time, because if you drop, you'll plummet to the ground. Oh, no. Why does that... Why does that make me not feel good about this game? <laughs> I have seen screenshots of this game because you have mentioned it before. It's one of those games that I would immediately dismiss. <laughs> I'm going to look forward to playing this game. <laughs> before we go, Sam, what's your thing of the week? So I recently finished up uh, a game that I mentioned previously on the show, Marvel Spider-Man on the PS4. Mm, okay. So I have platinumed the game. Oh. That means I got all the trophies oh, in that okay. stankin' game. Not just one of the trophies. Not just one of the trophies, but all the trophies. All them trophies. Yeah, it's a very good game. I really, really enjoyed it. Great story. Good acting. <laughs> of course. And the campaign length, I feel, was like just right, but it got into some really crazy stuff. True to Spider-Man nature. Yeah. And a bit of fan service at the end as well. Not that kind of fan service. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> don't look it up. Okay. Um, so, you know how in like those Marvel movies, they have post credits? Oh, bum, yeah. Bum, bum, or like something else like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of ones there in the game uh, that I really liked. Yeah. Uh, if you can check it out, I would highly recommend it, but you're not going to check it out. <laughs> I mean, I'd happily take a PS4 for my <laughs> holiday gift. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they have plenty of them lying around in the office. I could just wrap one up for you. Will you be revisiting the game? Is there like a second mode to play through on? Or? There are DLCs that are available. So they have um, uh, a side story where Catwoman, you have a liaison with Catwoman. Oh. Um, there's also another one with, I think his name is, he has like a really weird forehead. I forget what he is. Yeah. Blockhead? I don't know. Yeah. But two DLCs are now out, and I think three are slated. Mm, okay. I don't think I'll revisit, though. I'm, I'm moving on to a new game. What's next? Uh, I'm debating between Red Dead Redemption 2 mm-hmm. and God of War, because I haven't played God of War yet. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Edwin, what is your thing of the week? Showerheads have been a source of much content, strangely, on this show in the past. <laughs> Showerheads and Pillow Talk. <laughs> yep, that's really sweet home, the podcast. Um, but I have a new faucet, not for the shower, but for my kitchen sink. Oh, yeah. I have got the Ultra Eurojet Kitchen Sprayer Black mm. from Amazon, and it is a revolution. Who knew? Did you know that you could change the little sprayers on your sink? Of course you can. You're, yes. you're, a, you're a homeowner. That's what they teach you. As soon as they give you keys to your house, you learn... Or you learn about how to clear snow from your driveway. Yes. And how to change faucets. It's all in the manual. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't one of the fancy ones where you pluck out the 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 head and it turns into a shower. This is for like a more a fixed a fixed unit uh, that you can then just screw a new shower head. Well, I guess (laughs) a kitchen shower head as I call it. Um which is So is it like a little swivel top? Oh yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can't quite describe it, but I will. there'll be links in the show notes. For $12, it has revolutionized washing up time. Really? Yeah. Doesn't it splatter everywhere if you get the angle wrong? I'm, I mean, yeah, but that's what you want. You want that dexterity to be able to smoosh around the sink, clear it all out. You can change between spray and straight in just a single flip. It's pretty great. So it's awesome. In fact, it's so powerful, we had to... We tried, we had to actually turn down the water pressure in our sink. Oh, wow. So... <laughs> It's pretty it's great. Too strong. <laughs> Turn it back. It's too late. So that's a little insight into the wonderful domestic life that I lead: changing shower heads and why is this faucets. section more exciting than when we talk about <laughs> <laughs> games? I'm just endlessly surprised at like the little things you can do in life that don't really cost anything that you never really think about and suddenly you're like, oh wow, this really makes a difference to my life. I feel like this is stuff you figure out on like year two of living in New York. (laughs) Not year seven. Ouch. (laughs) Sam, you have seven days to play. Getting my revenge. Wall kickers. Mm. I'm kicking them walls. No story for you. Kicking them walls. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram at seven days to play. Tweet us some game suggestions. Seven days to play. Uh, Don't email us. Seven days to play. 